0: So the reason tonight isn't listed as a Dharma talk is because it may not be. And on reflection, Shada and I felt like there's been a lot of teachings, there's been a lot of words, a lot to digest, a lot here. So what we thought we'd do tonight is... um, do something together a little bit more and what I have in mind is to look a little bit more into the theme of compassion and for um, me to reflect just a tiny bit on three different qualities or aspects of compassion and to do a little bit of chanting that highlights each of these three different aspects which would be lovely if you can join in. Um, and a little bit like that, some silence as well for us to, to um, absorb what is here, because there's a lot here. So just take a breath and know that you're part of this tonight, part of the co-creation of this. In fact, we all always are. We just don't always realize. One of my friends, he says that his teacher sometimes says at the front, something sometimes says, "There's no teaching coming tonight because there's no listening out there." right?" That there's a kind of way that these, anything, actually, when we really look deeply into it, is completely dependently arising. It's one of the key teachings of the Buddha that, that nothing exists in isolation. We can really, that insight can penetrate very, very deeply, such that it really opens things up for us. I'm going to start by teaching you one of the chants. Some of you have done this particular one with me before. And we are going to use the uh, Sanskrit for this chant, the Om Mani Padme Hung, which has been used for a very long time. And... The words evoke, they have a meaning, there's a sort of cognitive meaning, and sometimes we think, well, why can't I do it in English? And we we could, we could do it in English, but that's not what's offered at the moment, right? We could. So there's the sort of cognitive level of it. There is the way that by paying homage to this quality of compassion, which, let's face it, we need, this world needs that capacity, to really meet and resonate with the suffering that is here, and the suffering that is here, it's very touching to read what a number of you have also put on your on your um, interview forms. You know, a number of you have written of particular circumstances in your lives right now that are hard to bear. <coughs> That which is hard to bear and the quality of compassion is that which can meet that which is hard to bear without being defined by it that can meet that which is hard to bear with such a delicacy Such a delicate attunement. Such a tender, tender embrace that what is met naturally starts to open up. So this first chant is particularly looking at the tender aspect of compassion. The way that for compassion to um, be realized, one of its faces is tenderness. This extraordinary, delicate attunement We'll get to the chant in a moment. Just a little context. In these teachings, we talk about the four Brahma Viharas, which translates as the four divine abidings, or in colloquial language, the four beautiful qualities where the mind can hang out right divine abidings that are the different ways that the awakened mind manifests in the world so the buddha a buddha mind an awakened mind a mind that is freed up from clinging we don't necessarily see the the non-clinging part because it's the absence of It's the absence of clinging, there's freedom, there's the expression, for then the life to manifest more freely. And the faces that this awakened mind can show up in are as these four beautiful qualities, these four divine abidings. One of them is compassion. And compassion is the face of the awakened mind that will arise when there's suffering present. Our own, the planet, the other person, whatever it is that is manifesting. And the compassion arises in response. When we're more freed up also, there's these three other divine abidings. There is the divine abiding of joy, which we started to touch a little bit on today. That when we're freed up, the awakened mind meets that which can be met with joy, with joy. We can delight in the beauty, the joy of another, the other's um, unfoldment, the other's good fortune, our own good fortune. That there's a lightness with that. the third Brahma Vihara, the Brahma Vihara of kindness. Kindness, that quality where there is a kind of a natural friendliness to experience to ourselves, to each other. It's not fabricated, it's not tried on, it's not having to be worked at, but as we free up There's a friendliness that's here because what we recognize as our, um, as we get unwrapped as one of my teachers says, the wrappings of our conditioning as they start to soften and drop away, what we start to see is that we're the same kind as everything else. The kindness is born of seeing that we are the same kind. The kind that feels, the kind in the human sense, so if we start with humans, the human kind that thinks, that feels, that is sensitive, that is born, that dies, that wants to be happy, that wants to be safe, that is subject to birth, to aging, to sickness, to death, that feels things deeply, that wants to be well. We are of the same kind. And so kindness is, there's no, there's no problem, there's no fear, the more we realize that. And that can go deeper too, to beyond the human realm, that we're of the same kind in more and more deeper and penetrating ways. We realize that. And the fourth Brahma Vihara, this extraordinary quality of equanimity, the balance of the heart-mind that is like a mountain, that is hanging in there, that's right here, whether it's sunshine or rain, whether someone's skiing down the slope, or there's an avalanche, whether there's little flowers growing on the mountain, or some natural disaster. That right here, equally close to all experience, not selecting or rejecting anything. So I want to give that context because that's um, possible for us. So this tender aspect of compassion. So the words are om mane padme, om hri, which is the, in Sanskrit, the seed syllable of this quality of compassion. And then om mane padme hung, which is really homage, paying homage to this quality that is not something you have to kind of work to get, but the more we um, meet deeply what's here, the more the wrappings open, the lotus flower, the image in the tradition, the lotus flower starts to open, the petals start to open, and the jewel in the center of that is this quality of compassion. So it's not something that's far away, it's actually incredibly imminent, it's closer than our wrappings, but it's our wrappings that we have to meet too. So please take a couple of breaths. In with your chest center. And if you like to bring to mind... Firstly, any of your own struggles that have been here these days, any of your own knots, the the way that our patterns and habits, the momentum kind of comes into the present and we experience it as a knot, something that's sticky, that's hard to bear, that which is hard to bear. And breathing with this and opening to all the directions to this in front of you, to the right of you, to the left of you and behind you, above and below that which is hard to bear in this world. And as we chant, you can let whatever surfaces in the mind come, let it be met, let it be recognized and acknowledged. And as you get it, please join in. Om oh, mani padme hram oh, room. living under inner and outer oppression Om padme mani padme for those about to be born and those about to die those that can meet their suffering and for those that push it away. So one aspect, this tender heart that does feel along with that does resonate with suffering and some of us notice that this aspect may start to wake up this tender this sensitive this way that we're vulnerable and really affected by the suffering of the world I'm sure none of you would be here without some of that sensitivity to the suffering of this world. And when not fully developed yet, we can feel acutely, we can feel all too acutely, but in starting to feel we start to get weighed down, we start to get bogged down, we start to feel... Collapsed or impotent because it's so big it's so vast and sometimes when we start to open some of the material that we encounter is where the compassion starts to meet our own pain our own emotional hurt and this is part of our practice part of opening to this territory But feeling our own emotional hurt isn't yet the full jewel of the lotus. It's the sensitivity. It's the capacity to be sensitive. I remember one time practicing for some weeks in India on my own in a little monastery. And I had to go out to get my meal at a little stall where they would make rice and dal. And it was on the street, it was a street stall. And, and I was, the practice I was doing was a heart practice, it was the loving kindness practice. So my heart was a little bit more sensitized, a little bit more open. And one day I went to get my meal and take it to be on my own in silence at the table. And there was a puppy, a little puppy there. And there's lots of puppies on the streets in India, some in bad shape, some in good shape. that kind of scavenge for their food around the place. And this one little Labrador puppy was kind of lying listless in the cafe with um, a big gash in his neck that went right through the fur and the skin and the fat, right through to to the inside. And it was too hard for me to bear it kind of cut right through me. And my mind went to, who did it? and It must have been one of those brutal and... and all of the generation of that. Because it was so hard to bear, so hard to bear. The sensitivity was there, but it was really hard to stay steady. I became in pain it brought to me all my own wounding in a way it was a reflection of my own that needed attention also as well as the puppy sure he needed attention too so one of the qualities the another aspect and I want to tell you what happened to the puppy so you're not left with him with this big gash there it's pretty dramatic right it was like what are we going to do I spoke to someone can we do something can we can we respond and they said yeah there's a guy here who's a doctor and perhaps he knows how to treat it and next day coming back and actually what was happening was one of the other little puppies was licking right licking this very very open wound and uh Looked a little shocking from my side, but this is very good for puppies. There's very good healing properties in the saliva, and it did happen slowly over the weeks of my practice. The puppy came back to life, and he did start to heal. So that sensitivity is important, but it's not. It's not all that there is to it. That capacity to deeply feel the pain. So the second aspect of compassion that I want to us to, to look into and to evoke with a chant also is the aspect where the compassion can also come together with the joy. With the joy. Now this might sound very strange. How can you be joyful when there's a puppy like that? And we could think of a hundred other stories, a thousand other stories. The world is crying out with stories like that. And this aspect of joy is not the joy that is ebullient, that is um, delighted in things. Of course, how could we be delighted? It's not the joy that is dependent on pleasure. It is the aspect where in the heart that starts to meet the suffering, there is a lightness. Not a lightness that is at the expense... You know, sometimes we, th- we have that, you know, don't worry, be happy kind of thing. Be light, lighten up. And it can feel like a kind of a. a, 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 like being hit. You know, if our suffering isn't being properly attended to, if our suffering is being ignored, is not being met. It is not the lightness that wants to push the darkness away, it is the delicacy of touch that is light. And as we come closer to really, really meeting and going deeper with this exploration, there is a new kind of joy that is the joy of coming close to the truth. That what really delights our heart at its depth is the joy of coming close to what is true. And people spoke about this today in the group This isn't something esoteric, this is something that we know when that which has been happening in our practice and we're trying to resist and turn away and I don't want this to be happening and not this experience, please not this experience, but okay, it's this experience, it's this mind state, it's this suffering, it's this this pain, that as we start to turn toward, the resistance drops away. Somebody said today, oh, the experience of the suffering doesn't have to go away. It doesn't have to go away. And as she said it, she said, yeah, it's still here. There's this anxiety that's here right now. And she was absolutely delighted. Not because there's a a party to be had when we're suffering, but because the heart loves. There's a love that we have of really meeting things as they are, even if it's difficult. right? When finally we say, okay, it's like this. There's a relief. And there's that lightness in the relief of coming closer and closer to what's true, not being split apart in any way anymore. From our heart's deepest love to come close to itself in all its forms. So this isn't the lightness of trying to make it better. It's like, stop suffering. It's not that. It's a delicacy with this sensitivity where there can still be the upwelling of the heart and the meeting even the most difficult. And that's something that we can get to know gradually something that can seem very far away, almost an insult. How can you talk about joy in the same breath as suffering? Sometimes we notice that, you know, when we're with, let's say we're with someone else who's suffering, there's almost like a a social contract that we unknowingly take on that, that now we're supposed to suffer too. Like it's not appropriate for me to be in touch with, the lightness here, that I'm supposed to kind of get very grave here. Does anybody know that? It's like it's not polite to, if I'm not grave with this. I just want to point the way to this possibility that is again not the lightness of pushing the darkness away. It's something completely out of that context, something new, that is born of seeing deeply and that's really how so we have here the, the statue of Kuan Yin here right behind me the Bodhisattva of compassion whose little epithet beside her name is she who hears the cries of the world right? she who hears the cries of the world so that's incredibly sensitive right? and pours her healing balm on them she who hears the cries of the world and pours her healing balm on them. That compassion, as we deepen into it, isn't something that gets exhausted. You know, when we're, we're responding, it's very easy for us, when, when there is sensitivity, to get burned out, to get really burned out through our service, through our giving, through our real genuine love, but it's not, it, it's kind of, it's not nourishing itself back. It's all giving. It's all giving. The loop isn't complete. And as we deepen there is more possible here. The lightness of touch, of the Kuan Yin that is delicately attuned to the suffering and the cycle doesn't close. The cycle of the giving and the receiving is still open. so I want to introduce you to the second chant it's got a very different feel very different feel it has more of this light aspect of what it is when we're really open to these Brahma Viharas it's very freeing, very light it's a little bit more complicated this one but you did so well with the first one let's give it a go and remember we don't have to get it right it's I don't have to do this perfectly but it's got five um, phrases five phrases the last two are the same just to help you get the pattern here first three aren't <laughs> okay so same words on money me, hung in different forms so how about we do this one as a call and response um, line by line just so we till we get it so it goes. First line is Oh mani padme hum. Are you ready? Oh padme hum. And the second line goes H mani padme hum. Are you ready? Oh mani padme hum. And then it goes, om mani padme hung. Are you ready? Om mani me hung. And then, om mani padme hung. Are you ready? Om mani padme hung. And that gets repeated twice, but we won't do it now. Does this thing with my hand help? Okay so let's do one more call and response and then we'll learn it together okay and then we'll sense into it a little bit more what it's offering. So one two three, four same line we'll recall and respond are you ready? money and then that one. Money mani padme hung, and then Om mani padme hung. Are you ready? Om mani padme hung, and then Om mani padme hung. Om Mani Padme Hum. And repeat that one. Om Mani Padme Hum. So we'll do it all together, but I'll use these hands. Are you ready? One, two, three, four. Om Mani Padme Hum. And then higher up. Om Mani Padme Hum. And then you can add a Hri if you want. Let's keep going for a few more times. Om Mani Padme Hum. Om Mani Padme Hum. madmay hu re om mani padme hu om mani padme hu May who part me. So I'm aware I told you that there were three particular pieces that I was going to reflect upon with chants. But somehow it feels like enough. I'll tell you what the third piece is. You know, kind of, and then maybe we can do that. Maybe we can do it later. or Maybe we can leave with the last chant. Let me get a sense for that. Um, the third piece, the third aspect that actually makes compassion compassion is actually the movement to response, to respond. The active quality to wish to meet suffering where we see it in ourselves, in our world. Doesn't mean it always has to be great gestures. It might be great gestures. It might be very small gestures. But where our being with the resources we have is moved to meet. You want to do this one now, or should we walk and do it later? (laughs) <laughs> now there's some nows coming out <laughs> an hour later or should we spend the rest of the night doing a group consensus process <laughs> let's take a couple of breaths a couple of deep breaths into where your heart is now <clears throat> Whatever is here for you, whether there is feeling happening in the heart center, sensitivity or joy, or whether there's no feeling in the heart center, this is okay too. Maybe you're numb or closed or hard, or maybe there's just something that doesn't have a lot of affect and nonetheless is somehow kind of an open space it's not a particular experience that you're supposed to be having as we explore this it makes room for your experience always our Dharma door is meeting where we are that way we can more and more meet our world actually in a very amazing kind of way the more we meet where we are the more we start to meet our world <coughs> my sense it's, it's coming up to time I think it's enough and maybe we can chant this other one later um, if you feel the now just let yourself feel the enthusiasm of that those that called out now let yourself feel the enthusiasm it's beautiful And let this much settle for now. Yeah, do it now. Oh, Shada wants to do it now. (laughs) (laughs) That's more compelling. (laughs) Shada's now is more compelling. (laughs) So in in service to the teacher that invites me to teach with her. I bow. We do it now. (laughs) So this is... Shada invited me first to teach this retreat with her about 11 years, but it's still her invitation, so... And if where you are is that you don't want to chant now, you just need to really give attention to where you are without singing, that's fine. But if you want to just explore this quality, either as you hear it or chant it, has a, it, can, it carries a different energy to it, it carries a different aspect. So in, if any of you know in um, Tibet where this chant is used by seemingly many people, you know, just walking along the road doing this prayer over and over and over again. They have these prayer wheels, they spin around and all kinds of versions of that, but it's spinning this prayer around so that it's kind of offered to all directions. It's a very beautiful intention that we're offering this intention for this quality, this beautiful quality, to be evoked in this world, to be known, to be uncovered, to be unwrapped, this jewel in the lotus. So this chant sort of uh, evokes that ongoingness as we serve, as we meet, whether our service is actual through our legs and arms, whether our service is in meeting the suffering that is here right now, however it looks, that kind of ongoingness, that capacity of responding that is ongoing, that doesn't get burned out as we understand it more and more as we understand all the component parts where the compassion is actually born from the wisdom. As um, Shantideva talks about in the Bodhisattva's Guide, the Bodhisattva's way of life, the one who has dedicated their life to the ending of suffering for all beings. So as He talks about as we realize through wisdom the selfless nature, that there isn't this separate one here, and as we meet suffering, that's no big deal. Just as he says, just as the hand reaches to rub the foot that is hurting in our body, it's no different as we free up a bit more, as our hand reaches to rub the foot of each other, of the world. It's not separate, it's a very natural gesture. And it has this ongoingness to it. Okay, so this one can be done at various levels of complexity, but we can do the simple bit to start with. So you get it, and then I'll see how it goes with you. And again, um, once you get it, once you get, you know, first we have to sort of learn it and get the the melody. Once you're kind of at home with it, let yourself sense the particular quality of it, if you can, if that makes sense to you. Where it touches you, where it sort of resonates in your your sensitivity. Four, four little phrases, much easier than the last one, don't worry. <clears throat> Goes. We'll do a one call and response. It goes, Om Mani <coughs> ma- Padme Hung. Are you ready? Om Mani Padme Hung. Second phrase the same as the first. Om Mani Padme Hung. Third phrase goes, Om Mani Padme Hung. Are you ready? Om Mani Padme Hung. Fourth phrase goes Om Mani Padme Hung. Om Mani Padme Hung. So it goes Om Mani Padme Hung. And then the second's the same Om Mani Padme Hung. And then it goes. Om mani padme hum and then om mani padme hum om mani padme hum om mani padme hum om mani padme May hung om pad may om pad may om pad may keep going May padme hung Om mani padme hung Om mani padme hung Om mani padme hung keep going Om mani padme May all beings realize the tender aspect of compassion. May all beings realize the joyful aspect of compassion. May all beings realize the responsive nature of compassion.